in a world where blockbuster movies are made and enjoyed. Millions of people watch them, awards are won, careers are launched, cinematic works of greatness are produced each year, and these two knuckleheads haven't seen them. You're listening to The List We Missed, where we finally watch the movies that everyone else already has. Jackie. And hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of The List We Missed. Yeah. And this month, we're going to do something special, something we've done before. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's November, so let's say in honor of Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving. Yeah. We have decided to bestow upon each other a movie from our childhood that yeah. we very much enjoyed that yeah. the other hasn't seen. Yeah. So, up first is my pick. One of my favorite childhood movies that I had AJ watch, <laughs> 1985's Return to Oz. And yet somehow the fact that this is one of your favorite childhood memories, or uh, childhood movies, just it explains so much. Yeah. It explains so, so much about why you enjoy so many things today. It's... It is 100% a, like, gateway horror movie. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Yes! Uh, I think it's hysterical that, uh, to this day, as a woman in her 40s, I can send, like, a gif or a clip of the wheelers to Jenny, and she motherfucks me, because they still scare her to this day. The wheelers are so messed up! I love them. Um, But they they were worse flying monkeys. They were. They were much worse flying monkeys. So yeah, Return to Oz, uh, based on, the the Wizard of Oz is a part of actually a series of novels. I forget how many, but there's a handful. L. Frank Baum uh, wrote a whole bunch of them. And Return to Oz is a mixture of part two and part three, The Marvelous Land of Oz and Ozma of Oz. They literally took just bits and pieces of the plot of each of those, smashed them together, and Disney gives us Return to Oz. It was nightmare fuel. It was nightmare fuel. Like you called it a fever dream. And, I and did. honestly, it, it's funny because you said fever dream and my brain went to the Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, yes, the Black Cauldron was also a fever dream. This must have been that period in time of Disney where they were like discovering themselves. This came out <laughs> the same year as Black Cauldron. Wasn't it like the same year as Black Cauldron? Well, that explains a lot then. Yeah, this was part of Disney's like, let's get fucked up like stage. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's... Yeah. let's Let's see how much we can push, you oh, know? Oh, gosh. And, oh, boy. It pushed. It did push. Oh, man, it pushed. I just, I, I, listen, when I, when I saw the still for the, for the movie on Disney Plus, and I saw what the Scarecrow looks like, I went, all right, this is going to be a trip. I'm not sure what kind of trip it's going to be, but it's going to be, I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, I just remember asking you, what? In God's name, did you just have me watch? <laughs> Correction. Oh. You texted me, I love you. Oh, right. But what did you just have <laughs> yes, me watch? that's right. I had to preface <laughs> yes. to make sure you understood yes. that despite what I just went through, <laughs> I still love I you. I love you, but are you okay? Do you need to talk to somebody? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> it was... Yeah, I, I mean, this is a movie that, like I said, it came out in 1985, so obviously I'm not, I'm probably not watching this as a four-year-old. Right. But this is a movie that I remember renting at the local video store. I remember this popping up on TV. Uh, I know I had watched it a bunch. This is one that, like, just through all of my 
middle school years, teenage years, college years. Like, I have subjected so many people to this movie. It just makes me so happy. Why, though? I don't know. Is it is it because of the whole, it's the gateway to horror aspect? Honestly, like? I, that is something that I, like, that revelation does not even come into my brain until I'm an adult. Okay. I think I just, in general, enjoyed this movie. I loved the aesthetic of the movie. Um, I loved TikTok. I'm going to say it right now. TikTok is hands down, like, I die for TikTok. Like, yeah. Everybody else in this movie, oops, the Gnome King eats them. I'm not shedding a tear. Uh, if anything happens to TikTok, I will put my fist through the TV. Like, I am, TikTok is my boy. Okay. I don't know. Like, there was just, I remember being a little kid and, like, you know, being out in the woods or wherever with, like, my brother and my cousins and being like, oh, my God, what if I found a key? What if I found a key? <laughs> and, like, I would, like, play pretend. So you really wanted to go to Oz. You Like, that and was your dream. it's strange because it's not like I had any sort of, like, I mean, I remember watching The Wizard of Oz as a kid. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember any sort of, like, hardcore, I love The Wizard of Oz. Now, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, for the longest time, I used to collect, um, oh, what is it? Is it the Franklin, not the Franklin Mint. I forget. But there's this, like, there's a company where it's the Franklin something. It's going to kill me. But anyway... It's, it's one of those things where, like, you see them in magazines. You can send away for, like, a collector plate. Oh, and then every yeah, month yeah, you yeah, pay yeah, and you yeah, get yeah, another yeah. one. Well, anyway, one year they had a Wizard of Oz thing. And you get Dorothy a little, you get, like, a little ceramic or porcelain, you know, figure. And, yeah. like, they're really nicely painted, very detailed. And if you get so many, if you buy so many, because it's one of those things where, yeah, like, you pay, they send you the next month. You pay, they send you the next month one. And after you did so many, you got the showcase, which was like this is little fun, you know, little wooden shelf, like yeah. curio thing to put everything in. But the top had uh, a mirror on it that had the Emerald City etched in the back of oh, it. Oh, okay. And on, I it's downstairs. I still have <laughs> it. My mom, I think it started as like a birthday gift. Yeah. And then like you know, my mom mom got me one one right, year, right, and like so and so got me one, and. I actually have quite a few. I have thought about completing collection. my collection because yeah. I think I probably, I'm trying to remember, I probably have, I don't know, 60 to 70% of them. Like there's only a handful of the characters. And like I said, they're all very detailed and they're cool. They're all about yay big and this is a podcast so you can't see my I was going to say, what are you trying to show yeah, right now? Um, but you know. <laughs> she, it, it was, it was, you gave like a good five inches, yeah, six inches I'll, there. Yeah, I'll give it that. Uh, if that with some of them. I mean like I remember Glenda's really big because she's got her big skirt and but then there's the little ones but regardless. I never had like this oh my god I'm obsessed with Wizard of Oz and now there's a sequel. Right. This was just one of those movies where it was like Hi, you're a Jackie movie. You're going to be a Jackie movie forever. You know what? The fact that you're it's you saying Jackie movie, yeah, really uh really puts it puts it in perspective because yeah. it really is a Jackie movie. Like it definitely had the same feeling as like Monster Squad or or something uh -huh. like that. Like same aesthetic, same feel, same like mentality behind it. Like when yeah, I, I, was, I get it. When I was younger, I thought like the height of being an adult was I was going to be old enough to own, like, a fancy china cabinet that I had to open with a key, <laughs> a la, uh -huh. you know, Mombi's yeah. little thing. I don't know. Like, there was just, I, I I wish I could really pinpoint why I love this movie as much as I do, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I loved it as a kid. 
to this day, I think it still holds up. I have shown this movie to plenty of people. We actually covered this movie on Jersey Ghouls years ago, and Marissa and we had a guest on with us, and both of them were like, what in the fuck was this movie? Yeah, and well, like, I mean, yeah. But, like, not in a good way. They were, like, kind of, like, what the fuck? This movie doesn't hold up. This movie's cringy. This movie's whatever. And I'm like, I, I can't explain my love I mean, for I this can, movie. I mean, I can see this movie being made present day. Like, I mean, the effects of it were not bad or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. I'll tell you, it can be, and you brought up a good point, because you said to me earlier tonight, like, I don't remember them talking about the deadly desert yeah. in the first movie. Yeah. I would say that the majority of us, and I say us collectively, like people our age, 30s, yeah. 40s, I think that our basis is more just the Judy Garland movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. And not the series of books. Yes, definitely. So, because we don't have the reference of the books... Like nothing all of means this anything. Seems, yeah, yeah, you're like like like. So for me, like for me, the whole having only the only exposure being the original movie and all going going into this one, I'm like, okay, for a sequel, this kind of blows because you don't have the Munchkins, you don't have the Emerald City, you don't have Oz anywhere, you don't have the Scarecrow, you don't have the Tin Man, you don't have the Lion. Like, what are we doing here? What's the point of a sequel if you're not gonna collect any of the people that you really? fell in love with in the first one like ah. so i i do have an answer to that and because it's a book series and they had new characters well yeah the, <laughs> simply like the, the and the director has been on record to say this is not a sequel to 1939's wizard of oz this is simply the continuation of the story because if you read the books dorothy the scarecrow all of those guys yeah they're nowhere in the second book at all really like they're completely omitted from the second book they don't come back until the third book interesting yeah it's kind of weird i was looking at the i actually own like a, a full series i own the book in like one hardcover yeah, yeah, yeah. i think i got it from like barnes and noble like one of their collection books uh -huh. i've not read it yet but I was kind of skimming through uh, Wikipedia just to see the quick synopsis. And it's very strange because it's like there's always some weird thing that happens where Dorothy goes back to Oz. And then like some weird thing happens and she takes a wrong turn down the road. And then suddenly she's in Oz. Like they kind of got she more. She can't leave it. <laughs> they, yeah. Well, and eventually her Aunt Em and Uncle Henry, they just moved to Oz. She keeps going back so many times that finally, at some point, they go, screw it, we're just going to live there. <laughs> and they end up moving. Yeah, like, as the books were going on, they kind of got a little bit more and more, I don't want to say outrageous. No, no, you maybe can say outrageous. Like, yeah, like, they kind of just got a little bit more and more, like, Re okay, like, is that what, that's what happened? Okay, yeah. that's what happened. Well, um, it's, it's, you know, you it's, know. The, it's the power creep struggle, right? You keep one-upping yourself and yeah. one-upping yourself until eventually it gets to something ludicrous that's like, what are we doing? Yeah, like there and like there is this whole like there like I said there are plenty of books where there are some books that Dorothy is not involved in. Again, mm -hmm. like this marvelous land of Oz, it's all about the witch Mombi, who in this movie Mombi is actually the Mombi witch from book 2 and then there's a princess in book 3 that takes people's heads. They slapped both those characters together to give us the movie Mombi that does a little bit of both. Um yeah, it's it, it it is definitely a fever dream. Yes, fever dream, and it, it, it I can understand the confusion. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen this. So to me, I'm like, eh, whatever. But not having ever seen it and only knowing MGM's Wizard of Oz, yeah. it's like, what are you talking? Like, yeah, what's the Deadly Desert? 
um, who is Ozma? Like, yeah. Yeah, where's there, the scarecrow? Where's so the cowardly much, lion? Yeah, there's so much. I did read that apparently they scaled back. Uh, scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion had a bigger role in the movie, but apparently there were budget cuts, so they uh, had to cut out a lot of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Apparently, at the very end, when they were doing that little parade, they kind of flash on a couple characters. They all got cut from the movie for one reason or another, and they're just in that final scene. Mm -hmm. So apparently, because there was like a director that got fired like almost instantly from this movie, and then this other guy came on to direct, and apparently that guy was friends with uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and oh. actually the two of them came in to kind of like, consult and okay. do the whole nine. Yeah. Sure. Um, and speaking of directors, uh, again... You know, uh, another tie to being a Jackie movie. Um, Tim Burton has gone on record to say that Jack Pumpkinhead has absolutely influenced Jack Skellington. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, from, yeah. of course he I mean, did. Now, I mean, Burton was working at Disney. Yeah. Um, he did not work on this movie, but Tim Burton was working at Disney. Um, but yeah, he has gone on record to say, yeah, absolutely. I was completely influenced Jack Pumpkinhead had completely influenced him in making Jack Skellington. 100%. Yeah. You could see that parallel yeah. so clearly. I think that if you told somebody, oh yeah, no, Tim Burton was involved in Return to Oz, nobody would dispute you. Completely. Nobody would dispute Absolutely. that Tim Burton had yeah. involvement in this, yeah. even though he didn't. But um, one of the, I, I saw that for the longest time, this movie held a Guinness Book of World Record. For being um, the Messed longest, up. the longest yeah. length of time between a, a, a movie and a sequel, there was the forty-six year gap. Okay, uh, it was beaten in two thousand six. I think I read a uh, sixty-four year gap between Disney's Bambi and, and Bambi, Bambi two. two, the the direct to VHS <laughs> yeah. DVD. Yeah, Ugh. so that that kind of overshadowed it because it was like sixty some odd years. But... Uh. But yeah, um, and, and, and again, there was some things that Disney could only do so much because MGM, which is the original Wizard of Oz, uh, they held the rights to certain things. Mm -hmm. um, for example, the ruby slippers. Yes. In the book, she does not have ruby slippers. Okay. I think she has like silver shoes or something like okay. that. Ruby Slippers was literally an invention of the MGM movie. Okay. So when they wanted to bring that to Return to Oz, Disney actually had to pay royalties to MGM to have the Ruby, Ru slippers. The Ruby slippers in the movie. Because, yeah, that was, that was an invention okay. that they did. And they did that because, I mean, you, you know, obviously it's The Wizard of Oz. Um, Technicolor was the big new thing. Yeah. So they wanted something like flashy something they could really show off right uh and they like you know they 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 chose the i mean obviously the movie goes color but yeah they chose the ruby well bright red's gonna be. stand out mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um so did you did you like the movie i obviously fever dream very weird kind of confusing i mean did you like it like were you checking your watch could you call it enjoyable i mean i won't say that i enjoyed it I fully never need to watch this movie again. Okay. But I won't call it offensive or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I just sit there and I go, what did I just watch? <laughs> like, I sit there and I go, yeah, this is a Jackie movie. I understand why she wanted me to watch this because I can understand why she really liked this. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I mean, it, I, I, I don't think it was a good movie. Okay. But I don't think it was a bad movie. I don't think it 
deserves praise, <laughs> but I also don't think that it deserves ridicule. Like it, it's a very weird medium movie for me. Like okay. you know, I, I just, I, I as a as a movie watcher, my complaints are: if you're a sequel, why didn't you tie into the story of the original a little bit more? If you're a sequel, why aren't there some more uh, cohesive thoughts like uh translations between the original movie to this movie like my very first the very first thing i noticed about this movie was that dorothy is so much younger in this one than she was represented yeah. in the original one like that's fine i understand if you have a, a younger actor because obviously you said this was a 40 something year gap since, since the original but like to go from a 16 18 yeah. year old whatever Judy to, to garland, 10 yeah. judy like, garland was i don't know how old that she was supposed to be in the movie but judy garland was 16 when she filmed right that and feruza bulk was 10 like i wouldn't be yeah. surprised I, I mean i again i don't know yeah. the, the original material at all but like i wouldn't be surprised if dorothy is supposed to be a 10 year old and she goes to oz and all but they got yeah. a 16 year old I, to play yeah. i think she was supposed to be younger but again yeah you, that makes you've got a 16 year old playing it you so. now you you have you have a young adult playing it originally and now you have a child actor yeah. Uh, I also couldn't stop seeing Waterboy in my head because I'm pretty sure that actress was that the girl in Waterboy. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yes, that's cool. her. So let me see my, let me see your movies. But like, I just, I, I there was just, I, it was weird. I also thought it was weird for the chicken to be there. Like, why all of a sudden is Toto not? They they introduced Toto, yeah. and then Toto's not there. Yeah, again, that's them <laughs> I, pulling from the book, I guess. And uh, sure. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense why just suddenly Belina the chicken is there. Right. Like, I just uh, sure, I guess you're you can say that they leaned on the book a little. Like, they leaned on the book as the as their source material. That's fine. But like, we also know very well that there are plenty of original materials where they go mm, this doesn't make sense for the movie watcher so we're going to change things around to make it make more sense i just yeah you could have you could have had toto talk but i guess then how would you have a, a chicken be so scary to the gnome king or whatever the heck he was like i, I don't i don't know yeah. but yeah there, there was a lot of things about it that just the only connection we had was that hey we're in oz again and hey it's dorothy again outside of that I don't know. It was kind of weird to me. Yeah. I, I also felt like the movie felt like it ended abruptly. Like I didn't feel like they had gone through an entire uh, story. Really? I, no, I All didn't. Right. So like you, you, first off you have that entire beginning section that I have, I have no concept of time with this movie. I, I didn't, I wasn't checking my watch. I just know that at the end of it, I went, Oh, it's over. I think this movie is almost two hours. Yeah, long. it's an hour and fifty minutes long. I I was I was on the phone with 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 Jerry, and I'm like, hey, I gotta go. I gotta watch this movie because we're recording later this week, and it's about two hours long. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, you go do that, and then it was over all of a sudden. I'm like, I, uh, what? <laughs> I was so confused. But but uh, uh, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, so you have the entire first section where it's her dealing with people saying, hey, you're 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 crazy yes. you're like electrotherapy's gonna be great uh and then you had a a, a random chick was that chick that helped her in the hospital supposed to be the oz princess that's ozma okay yeah, that is her did they explain how she got there no 
Did they explain why when she when Dorothy did get dodged, she never showed up until the very end? Yes, because she was trapped in the mirror. But she got trapped in the mirror after saving her from the hospital? Well, no. She's been trapped in the mirror the whole time. Then I how did she get to the hospital? I don't know. I, these are things I got a question. Okay, I loved this movie when I was like six or seven. Please understand, I'm not attacking you about so, this. These are just things that ran through those, my mind. Those kind of logical questions that you would ask when you see this for the first time? Yeah. No. As a five-year-old, yeah, you wouldn't, so, you wouldn't get it. I have just known nothing but love. Okay, and just, that's fair. You know what? My that's answer fair. is, well, it's 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 returned to us. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's returned to us. Yeah, I get it. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I understand that, you know. But uh, but so so you had that entire first section. Again, didn't know how long that lasted. Then it was, oh my gosh, Yellowbrick Road. And then they're in Oz all of a sudden. Whereas the last time it was, it took them forever to get to Oz. And then... They're in Oz, and you deal with the Wheelers, mm-hmm. and then you deal with with Mombi. Mombi, and uh, what did I write? I wrote something about her. What did I say? What did I say? Oh, beheaded statues. That's not creepy. <gasps> yeah. And then I wrote, "What the actual f is with this head lady?" Because I didn't understand what was happening with the head lady. Then it was escape the head lady, fly to the to the to the gnome king or whatever mm-hmm. and then it was deal with the gnome king i just, i don't know it just felt like there was not i don't know i it, it felt very quick because uh, like i said they got to the gnome king and clearly that's supposed to be like you know okay we're at the final battle mm-hmm. and i'm like i didn't feel like there was a final battle it just kind of all, all of a sudden was like a, okay go pick decor for your guest room or something i don't know <laughs> i just it, so it, it whole, felt quick. It felt whole, quick. Okay, well that's good. It's not a bad. It, it thing. wasn't. It wasn't a bad. Thing. I mean, like it, at least it didn't drag. No, it did not drag. But I definitely, it left me wanting more in an odd, weird way. When I didn't really, I didn't enjoy it, but I did not enjoy it. I don't know. It's really, it's a weird place to be right now. <laughs> I'm gonna say something, and you're gonna scream no at me. Okay. No. Go ahead. You want to read the book? Honestly, I kind of thought about it. <laughs> like, like yeah. I, you were saying how you, you said, I, I think I'm in the book. It was a collector's blah, 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 Barnes Noble. I'm like, maybe I should read this. If you, I'm curious if you read like the, like obviously like the first one is the Wizard of Oz. We all know. Yeah. Second and third one got smushed together. I know there are characters from the second and third one that never made it into this movie. Yeah, of course. There's um, always going to be like things that, cut. But yeah, I. I I'm gonna just leave that option out. There. I'll I'll think about yeah, it. Leave that option out there. Maybe I'll, maybe when we get out of football season. Yeah. I'm a little preoccupied with football right a little bit now. Preoccupied. Well. Um, All right, hit me with your facts. I'm ready. So you want to get our our top top grossing movies? Okay, 1985. 1985. 1985. There are so many good movies on this list. I'm trying. Like I'm. I know about some movies from 1985, but I can't place any of them. And you're gonna say them? I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, of course. So go ahead. The number one movie. No, I want to go. I want to go top. Uh, bottom oh, to top. I want to okay. go from ten. From ten. Yeah. All right. So number ten. Yeah. Is a Disney re-release. A Disney re-release. Re-release. So, okay. Go. go. Fantasia. Yo. They re-released Fantasia, yeah, and it yeah. makes the top ten of the top ten of, of the grossing movies. In the Honestly, year. deserved. Fantasia is so good it is oh night on bald mountain is such a creepy <gasps> messed up moment again another moment of fever dreamness <laughs> like oh it's so good uh we're gonna we're gonna exclude the whole racist centaur thing because that's not okay 
But, like, you know, the rest of Fantasia is pretty good. Honestly, great. I watched Fantasia recently, and that's one of the Disney movies where at the very beginning it says, like, hey, we know there is some imagery that yeah. is unacceptable, but we feel that erasing it would be irresponsible. We are all learning from whatever. Okay, good. Like, yeah, like, they actually put that, like, we we know disclaimer. <laughs> we, we know this is wrong. Yeah. But I think they have a point where, like, we're not trying to erase it and act like it never happened. Yeah. So, uh, number nine is Police Academy Part 2. Never seen it. The police, I mean, they're just goofy 80s comedies. Okay. Like, just straight up. Go- if, if you like movies like Spaceballs, oh okay, it is. It's it's not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. It is not on. It's not on the same level as Mel Brooks comedy. Yeah, but it is still. It's in that era. 80s that, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yep. Number eight, The Goonies. <laughs> Number seven, Witness. Do you um, know Witness? I don't know Witness. So a little Amish boy, witnesses a murder. Oh. And becomes like the key witness in a trial. But he won't talk or something because he's. I forget scared. the situation, and like I think people are after him. But it's a Harrison Ford movie. Is it? Yeah. Right. I know. Uh, number six. I have no idea what this is. The dream is alive. With the sound of music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, number five. Cocoon. I don't know Cocoon. I think that's a sci-fi movie. I'm pretty sure. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, number four. Somebody turned into a bug. Rocky part four. Ah. One of the only Rockies that I've seen all the way through multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one with Drago. Drago? Drago? Drago. The, the Russian. The Russian. Yeah. Yes. Um, number three. Now this entry at number three is on this list because it came out in December of 1984. And then grossed in. Right. Okay. A movie we are familiar with. Oh. Beverly Hills Cop. Heyo. <laughs> Number two is Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Never seen it. I've seen Rambo: First Blood. Never seen it. I think that's the only Rambo I've seen. Never seen Rambo at all. Actually, I don't think it was called Rambo: First Blood. It was just called Rambo. First... No, I think it was just called First Blood. Oh. The Rambo thing didn't happen until. People part didn't realize two. it was Rambo. Yeah. Okay. But I'm pretty sure the first one was just called First Blood. All right, all right. and number one. Yeah. The number one movie of 1985. I have absolutely zero idea. I can't even begin to guess. Back to the Future. Is it really? Yes. I feel like I knew that. <laughs> I feel like I knew that. Ah, oh, now I'm disappointed Back with myself. Back to the Future. So, and again, I'm going to say that, like, obviously, I missed this movie technically when it came out in 85 because I was four. Eh. But... Uh, looking through the list of other movies that came out in 1985, yeah. uh, here are the other ones that I absolutely adore. And there is one movie on this list that also came out in 1985 that I watch on practically a monthly basis. Okay. But uh, movies that came out in 1985 that I, if I were an adult, would be enjoying as well. The Breakfast Club. Mm. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have some scary movies. No. Return of the Living Dead, no. Fright Night, no. Day of the Dead. No. Uh, there is Cauld- uh, Black Cauldron comes out. <laughs> I That movie, man. That movie messed me up as a kid. One of my absolute favorite, like I saw it on PBS yeah. and still love it to this day. I mean, I adore that movie and I wish that, that they would do something like that again. Like yeah. that, that was a moment in time where it's, again, let's see how far we can push something. Right? And like, oh gosh. 
John Hurt, I think, voiced the the did he the, the Horn oh, King. Oh, that's fun. I think, but oh, yeah, God, the the Horn King is terrifying. Super scary. Um, but yeah, the like I said, there was a a, a made for TV movie that used to show on PBS all the time. Mm. I watched it a ton, and a couple years ago, I had thought about it and wanted to see. And of course, Amazon has it on DVD. Mm called Anne of Green Gables. No. And it's this very specific... I think there have been other versions, but this is a very specific version that was on PBS. Okay. Came out in 1985. I think the girl that plays Anne, her name is Megan Fellows, Megan Follows, something like that. Anyway, it's perfect, and I love it. And she's <laughs> like... That's I, I, another one, like, Return to Oz, where I'm like, I watched it as a kid. I've and watched it my whole now. life, and I love it. Um, The movie that I would say... You know, Weird Science comes out. There's a sci-fi movie called Enemy Mine, starring David David Quaid, Dennis Quaid. Um, it's this movie about an astronaut. He lands on a planet. I, it's a movie I absolutely adore. And there is an alien there. Like they both kind of like crash land, and like they're basically crash landed on this like empty planet together. Okay. And of course, they're enemies. They're different species. Like yeah. it's alien versus human kind of thing. Um, and then they kind of learn to, to rely on each, each other. other. <laughs> yeah. Well, the alien is the kind of, like, asexual, like, doesn't need a male and female and, be, like, reproduces, essentially. Ah. The alien dies. Oh. And the little alien baby is born. Oh. And then Dennis Quaid raises the baby as his own, and oh. they're on, like, this empty planet. And other stuff happens, but, like, I love this movie so much. I don't know. Again, I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I digress, because the most important movie, probably, next to Return to Oz, for me, that came out in 1985. Back one that future. I watch. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Back to the Future, you ask me today, is Back to the Future your favorite trilogy? Yes. And then 10 minutes later, you'll say, is Back to your Future your favorite trilogy? I'll say, no, it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but then you, like, ask me 10 minutes after that. Then, yeah, we're, yeah. that's the one where, like, don't make me choose. Yeah. Like, just let me have them both be my favorite trilogy. Um, but, yeah, 1985, probably the movie that I have watched more than anything on this list or anything is Clue. Clue comes out in Yo, 1985. Clue is such a good movie. And it, it, I mean, it's on all the time at work. If I just need something in the background, that's one of my go-to movies yeah. that I put on yeah. between that and Galaxy Quest. Like, they're always... Oh, Galaxy Quest. They're the two, like, when I'm cooking out there, I've got my little Amazon Echo, yeah. and I, I, those two movies are like my I'm cooking dinner movies, and I can just pick up where I left off and keep going, and... Mm um but yeah good choices very good choices so here are your quick 1985 facts okay uh we are the world you know that song yes okay yeah a ton of singers and celebrities come together so we are the world is released um and they are doing it to raise money for the african famine relief yes yes um another fundraising event happened in 1985 live aid yep actually yes oh one in Lon- one in London and one here in Philadelphia. Nice. Mm-hmm. I so Live Aid happens, that. and I mean, obviously, the most famous thing about Live Aid is Queen's performance. Yeah. It's the most like iconic. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, new Coke is released. <laughs> Coca Cola's biggest blunder. Oh no. We've got a new recipe, you guys, because oh, no. like the last hundred years haven't meant shit, right? Oh. Uh, yeah, so the big blunder of new Coke happened in 1985. Man, I wish I were alive for that. Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> uh, in historical news, 
1985, they finally locate the wreckage of the Titanic in the northern mm. Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. In 1985, Super Mario Bros. is released for the Famicom in Japan. Nice. Now, we get the NES here in America in 1985, yes. but in select cities, test marketing. Yes. We don't get mass-produced NES, I think, no. until 87? Something like that. 86, 87? Yeah. But yes. Um, Super Mario Bros. comes out on the Famicom. We're getting, America's getting a little taste of the NES. Mm-hmm. So that happens in 1985. Um, Calvin and Hobbes <sighs> debuts in newspaper comics Yo, in 1985. Calvin and Hobbes, honestly, is like such a big part of my life. That, really? Oh, so much so. There, I have so many memories of growing up uh, and uh, just reading Calvin and Hobbes comics to the point where like, you know, my grandparents had a uh, uh, collection book of, of Calvin and Hobbes. And, like, that was my bedtime story. I yeah. got read Calvin and Hobbes strips for bed, you know, by my grandparents. Like, it was got Calvin and Hobbes. Like, I've always, growing up, I always felt like uh, I was Calvin because Calvin's hilarious. But he's also, like, very, you know, uh, uh, he cares a lot about what he cares about. And I'm like, I'm like I am Calvin <laughs> calling it. I mean, like, also as a child, I'm like. Calvin is blonde, and so am I. <laughs> I am him. <laughs> right, but no, okay. yeah. Calvin and Hobbes yeah. is, is a was a big part of my childhood, and I, I, yeah, really like Calvin and Hobbes. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, my final fact: debuting in 1985, Sour Patch Kids candy. Wow. Really? Do you like Sour Patch Kids candy? I, I enjoy them. I I like the watermelons the most. Same. I don't like the actual Sour Patch. I'm not a big fan of gummies like that because I'm so picky that, like, I would eat the red ones and that's it. <laughs> um, also, I've never been a big fan of the sour candy thing, even as a little kid. I, yeah. could, never get, I could never do Warheads. Mm. Like, the sour thing just is not my jam mm-hmm. at all. But, yeah, like, regular-ass Sour Patch Kids, like, again, I'll pick the red ones out, but even the red ones don't taste that good. I mean, if you just eat them all at once and it doesn't yeah. work, you just get, you just have yeah. sour. I would rather just do the Sour Patch watermelons because they aren't sour actually at all and they're delicious. Um, so yeah, that is you get, the, you get to the bomb of bag. I bought a family size bag oh of watermelon. God, no, you get to the bomb the of that sucker. Su- oh. You get to the bomb of that bag and let me tell you, it's it, that is sour. That's just sugar and citric acid mixed yeah, together. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, 1985. Go ahead. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> you know what else is amazing? Us. We are! Yeah! So head on over to Facebook and Instagram and check us out, the List We Miss podcast, on your favorite social on your favorite social media app. I said that already. Or your favorite podcasting app. Yeah. Do the thing. Yes. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Have a good fever dream. Bye. Bye. And it's day.